Welcome to Made It Happen podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Hafling. Made It Happen is a podcast series highlighting female founders who took a chance and launched their own business. Through interviews with female entrepreneurs, Made It Happen is dedicated to inspiring others through stories of those who've experienced going out on their own firsthand, discussing all the highs and the lows. It can be easy to see the glamorous side of starting your own business through the internet and social media. But what does it really take behind the scenes to launch and run your own successful business? Listen in for tangible tips and advice for growing your business from those who have been there. Hear how these inspiring female founders made it happen. Okay, well, for start off, thank you so much for joining me here today. I'm so excited to hear about your business, hear about your journey as an entrepreneur. So thank you. Thank you, Sarah. I'm so happy to be here. So to start things off, do you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself and your business? Sure. So my name is Kena. I'm the founder of All You Are, which is a business that combines both beautiful product, but also community. So that's sort of what the brand is about. My background, I'm Canadian. I grew up on the East Coast of Canada. I spent most of my career in retail. So, you know, I've worked for companies from Indigo to Joe Fresh, Old Navy, Banana Republic. Most recently, I was the VP of brand and merchandising for Houseplant, which is Seth Rogen's cannabis company. I was working on the accessory side of the business, not the cannabis side of the business. And I've sort of had alongside this career journey, I've had a personal journey that's really, you know, informed a lot of what I do and who I am today. So when I was 20, my dad passed away suddenly, like after about six months of an illness. So that was, you know, a big moment in my life. We were very close. So it was a a big loss. And it was also sort of that moment in time where you start to realize that you can lose people in your life. You know, I think if it doesn't happen to you in childhood, you you almost think, well, it's not going to happen to me. And I think that was a rude awakening at that age for me. And 10 years later, I was married to my high school sweetheart. We were living in California together. He was working for a medical device startup and I was working for The Gap, sort of my dream job. I was in merchandising. So I was working with designers and flying to New York and LA. And it was just living in one of the best cities in the world. And he suddenly became very ill. And that sort of like topsy-turvied our lives. He was in the hospital in intensive care for four months. And when he came out, he had a medical condition that we needed to manage on a day-to-day basis. So because of that, we left California and came back to Toronto, where both of our families are, because we really needed the support. And, you know, we left a lot behind, like left a dream job, we had bought a home. And so we sort of had to suddenly leave that. This was 2008. We all remember what happened in 2008. It wasn't a good time to be selling a home in in the Bay Area. So we ended up having to foreclose our home. It was a really, really difficult, challenging time. But we did come back to Toronto and we tried to settle in. And, you know, I continued on with my career. After a few more years in the corporate world, I actually started my own business with a co-founder called Bricka. 
And that was a platform for elevating artisans and designers. So we had everything from an online marketplace, we did pop-ups, we had stores. So that was quite an adventure. And then in 2014, after eight years of living with this illness, my husband passed away. So that, again, marked a real moment in time for me and a moment where I had to decide what I was going to do next and who I wanted to be. You know, it was really this moment. And soon after that uh, is when I had my daughter. I met somebody and I had a daughter. And it was when she was napping one day that I was sitting on the couch. It's sort of like that quintessential entrepreneurial story, basically, or solving a problem that you have, you know, and I was sitting in a robe wrapped in a robe. I always found robes to be so comforting because if it's the right robe, it looks good and it feels good. And it also, you know, really takes on a role for you. (laughs) And so I was sitting in a robe and I was like, oh, why can't I ever find the perfect robe? You know, there's always something it's too bulky or it's too clingy or the belt is falling off or it looks awkward in the certain spots and or the fabric is too heavy and doesn't breathe. And so as I was sitting there, you know, she was taking a nap and I was just having a moment. I jotted down, well, what would make the perfect robe? And I started just on a piece of paper, bullet points. I still have the piece of paper. I found it upstairs. And again, it's like this moment where you decide, oh, is that piece of paper just going to be tucked away, never to be looked at again? Or are you going to take the next step? And, And maybe you don't have a grand vision yet. Maybe you don't know what the big idea is yet, but you just feel compelled to keep going from there. And so that's essentially how All You Are was created. My brand was created. It was truly not this like grand calculation of I'm going to build this loungewear brand. It was just one idea, one product that I thought needed to exist. And I kept moving it along until there was a single point where I had to decide, are you ordering 500 of these or are you not? And I decided to, they were delivered in the driveway of my mom's house in Mississauga, (laughs) big truck. (laughs) and they were delivered. And that was the beginning of it all. And since then we've sold thousands of that one robe and we've launched other styles as well. And now I'm expanding the business to include workshops and programs for women, all tying back to being all you are. Wow. Thank you so much for the introduction. I mean, first off, I'm, I'm so sorry for, for your loss, but I think that it, yeah, that was a great sort of introduction into sort of how the company came to be. And, you know, before that, when you were jotting down those ideas of what this role would look like, had you ever had that idea of starting your own business or being an entrepreneur? Or was it more that once you got there and you had the idea, you said, no, this, I have to make this, I have to do this. It's funny because when I started the all you are, I actually had already started a business. So I was already the founder of of Bricka, right? And I was running that. I sometimes think that like you get these ideas that are planted in you that are, because ideas are floating around all the time, right? Like this is what I always say is that they're floating around and they drop into somebody's head and somebody does something with it or doesn't. And then the idea keeps floating. It drops into somebody else's. That's sort of how I picture it. But I think that there's sometimes where there's an idea that's like sort of almost divinely planted in you. It's like, this is yours. Are you going to do something with it or are you not? Because honestly, I had enough on my plate. I already had another business. I had a new baby. And I would say that I have an entrepreneurial bug. I like have that. (laughs) But yeah, so for me, it was truly like this robe needs to exist. Like, I think this is a real thing that I need to pursue. 
Yeah. And so then I guess once you, you know, you had the list, this is what I want. What were your sort of your next steps into really creating the product and, you know, having that perfect rope made? Yeah, absolutely. So I knew because of my background that I've worked in apparel and, you know, I was never the designer or the person who actually constructed the sample, but I knew all the steps that were needed from the beginning to the end. So I had a leg up there. I knew I needed to get a sample made, like a either a pattern or a prototype. I needed to see a sample. And from there, I could figure out what came next. And so I asked around and found somebody who would make a pattern and a sample for me. And together, I went with my list. And I also brought other robe samples that I'd bought to see like, what do I like about this? What do I like about that one? And so that I could say, I like this sleeve. I like the width of this belt and bring all those pieces together. And then we talked about other additional details. Like, would we do a double stitch or a triple stitch to add some interest? Like, how big does the pocket need to be? Well, it needs to fit your phone. It needs to fit, you know, all those sorts of things. Uh, And then I had one sample made here in Toronto. And I took that sample around and tried it on everybody who would let me, (laughs) basically, so that I could make sure that what I thought worked for me worked for others too. And so that was sort of like, you know, the steps that got things going. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's so important is, you know, getting that feedback. So a lot of times I feel like people can jump right in and you don't know if that's what everyone is looking for and needs. So I think that's a great approach to take. And so it was mentioned that, you know, you founded All You Are after mm-hmm. a tragic loss. And can you tell us a little bit about how you got through that time? You know, you said you had a lot on your plate. You were also running a business. You know, what sort of got you through at that moment? You know what? I think because my husband was sick for so many years, I had developed through those years because I had to some serious coping strategies, right? Like I had a toolbox of things that I could rely on that helped not only keep my head above water, but allowed me to continue to grow and allowed me to continue to be in touch with who I was. And I think that by the time he passed away, First of all, I'd had many years to come to terms with the fact that that was likely to happen, but also I had already kind of created the support system, both of people and of of sort of tools that I could use, whether it's journaling or meditating or therapy that allowed me to process those feelings and, you know, look to the future. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And I think those are definitely some some great strategies to sort of help during those times. And you also mentioned, you know, you were also a, a new mom and starting up a business. And so how did you sort of balance those two? And how do you continue to balance that, you know, throughout today? Mm-hmm. That's such a good question. I It's funny because I feel like if I feel that I'm living my purpose, And I know that's sort of like a term that's thrown around a lot, but if I feel like if my actions are coming from my heart, whether it's the work that I'm doing or, you know, just how I am in my, in our space, my daughter feels that, you know, she doesn't, she doesn't feel like, oh, mama, like doesn't like her job or mama's complaining about, you know, she feels the energy that I'm putting towards what I'm creating and So it's funny, I think maybe also because I did spend so many years looking after someone who wasn't well, I have very little mom guilt. Like I know a lot of mothers like really struggle with, I'm doing all this, I should be doing this, but I sort of bring her along for the ride. Like whatever it is, she like 
sees me packing up robes or she's like comes with me to we're visiting a vendor like she she's just right next to me seeing it all happen and I hope if anything it inspires her. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love that. And I think it definitely mm-hmm. is a great to sort of see that entrepreneurial you know, side mm-hmm. of it. And All You Are also aims to inspire women to step into who they truly are and mm-hmm. fully you know, love themselves. And so what sort of advice would you give to someone who might be feeling stuck right now or feeling unfulfilled in their life? Oh, well, I have a whole workshop that is dedicated to this exact thing, exact topic. And I am so passionate about it because I feel like as women, we have, and all humans, but I think women especially have gone, you know, through so many evolutions in terms of our roles and what's expected of us. And we can do it all, but we shouldn't have to do it all, at least to the standards that were it's expected of us. I, I just truly feel that we have so much to give, but we can't give it if we don't feel full and if we don't feel whole, right? Like we can't give the most of ourselves if we're constantly being drained by other things around us, whether it is work, whether it is relationship or environment or whatever it may be, not giving ourselves enough time for ourselves, you know? So I think, you know, there's a few things that I would say. I would say first is, get quiet and listen to what it is that you, what your heart is telling you, because oftentimes we try to like sweep under the rug, right? Like we just, and, and maybe it's obvious, maybe you're complaining about it all the time and just not doing anything about it. Right. There could be something that you're just complaining about, but get really quiet and ask yourself, what, what is it that I truly desire? What is it that would make me feel free? That would make me feel fulfilled. That would make me feel satisfied. And don't worry about, can I do it? How would I do it? Would somebody not like that I'm doing it? Don't worry about any of that. Just focus on what it is that would bring you peace and happiness and all of those things. Like that is to me, if you can identify that, that's the beginning of it all. Because from there, you don't have to quit your job right away. You don't have to break up your relationship. You don't have to make drastic changes, but it's sort of like this beacon. It's like, that's where I want to get how do I get there? Like even really slowly, you know, even if I don't tell anybody, even if I'm just writing it down in my journal, that's the beginning of it all. But we have to be like brave enough to say that is really where I want to go. Absolutely. And I think that's a great strategy. And it's almost like when people are thinking of starting a business too, right? Like just taking that first idea, taking that first step. And then, you know, it's amazing where you can go once you actually have that sort of vision of what you're looking Mm -hmm. for. And, you know, speaking of that, you are also the co-founder of of Bricka, which you spoke Mm -hmm. about earlier. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about this venture and, you know, the creation of this first business? Yes, absolutely. So Bricka is also so dear to my heart. I was actually working at Joe Fresh. I was like, I was running the women's business at the time. And I was writing a blog on the side because I always had this need to fulfill a creative outlet. And I I think that this is something common among most women, to be honest, is that we have a need for creative expression. And it, there's like a million ways you can creatively express yourself, but I think we all have this desire to do it. And if we don't make time for it, 
we don't feel as good. You know, I think that's true. So I had this blog on the side and a woman reached out to me who I'd never met before and said, I love your blog, which was shocking to me. Cause I was like, who's reading this thing? I have no idea. <laughs> and she said, I love your blog. Can we meet for coffee? So we met for a coffee, instantly hit it off. One of those things where you walk away and you're like, oh, I may I have a new friend now, you know? And over the coming months, we would just meet up and kind of bounce ideas off of each other. And then there was just this pivotal moment where I was, I had moved over to Indigo at that time. And I was leaving that job and we just had come up with this idea for Bricka. And the whole premise for the concept at the time was there are so many talented artisans and designers, independent artisans and designers who create beautiful product. They are not necessarily business people. They do not know how to market themselves. At the time you could sell on Etsy, but Etsy didn't have any curation at all. It was sort of like search for bracelets and you could like literally have like wire with, you know, random beads on it. And so we wanted to create this platform that really elevated those talented artists and designers that were sort of hidden away in pockets and connect them to a woman who, you know, she might shop at like Nordstrom or whatever, but she really is seeking out those really cool, beautiful artisans and designers and has no idea where to find them. So that was the initial concept behind Bricka. And it, and it led to pop-ups and stores and all kinds of things from there. Amazing. Well, I think that's like a great concept and a great sort of way to showcase those artists. And, you know, throughout building two businesses, did you find sort of one common challenge or was there sort of one big obstacle that, you know, you really had to overcome at one point and sort of what did you do during this time? Good questions. First of all, I think that the obstacles are daily and weekly and sometimes hourly. I think the biggest challenges come when you feel out of alignment with what you're doing for some reason. And sometimes it's not that there's a problem. It's maybe like something needs to change, you know? So with Bricka, my co-founder and I were such amazing partners. Like we brought both different skill sets that were very complementary to the table and that's how we were able to grow the way we did, right? And create this amazing brand and bring in all these artisans into the community and be recognized. But I also think that it becomes challenging when there's two amazing founders who are trying to lead the ship. What happens is, and especially if you get along really well, it becomes hard for one person's vision to become clear and so that you kind of both get on board. It's like, well, I sort of see it this way and I see it this way. And so, you know, I think that was for me one of the reasons why I ended up leaving Bricka was because I felt like one of us needed to lead, you know, and based on where I was in my life and, you know, having a new baby and, still sort of dealing with the after effects of what I'd been through. It made sense for me to leave, but, you know, I think those are not easy decisions to make at all, but there does come a point where you realize that it's not an alignment and that sometimes those decisions not only benefit you, but they benefit the business as a whole too. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think it kind of goes back to what we were talking about before, right? Like seeing that future vision and what it is you really want and then, you know, how do we get there? And so that definitely makes sense. And, you know, I feel like that too is like mentorship, I think is so important in business and entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. And I know that you are a mentor of the Accelerate Her. Mm -hmm. Um, So can you tell us a little bit about, you know, why is mentorship so important in business and how has mentorship really helped you throughout your own journey? 
Yes. Oh my gosh. I feel so passionately about mentorship and about helping other women, especially those that are sort of coming up now. Although I do feel that the women that I interact with who are younger and who are just getting into it, they are amazing. Like I know part of it is that the access to things is so much more than it was even when I was younger, not to age myself, but they're just so on it. And I love it. You know, there's like the confidence is there and they just, it's just so great. I would say that in my earlier years, I didn't actually have a lot of mentors. I think it was a very different time and women weren't necessarily given the opportunity to take the lead that often. And when they were, it was still very much within a man's world, like a man's way of doing things. And so oftentimes there was women leaders that, you know, I worked with or under, but they weren't modeling the kind of leadership that I wanted to be. So, you know, it was like, they were tough and they're all these things, which is, it's good to be tough, but it wasn't like I could look to them and say, I want to be like that. I want to be like you. I want, I want to lead from my heart and I want to be passionate and I want to, you know, think outside of the box, but in a way that brings everyone along with me, you know? And I feel like that I didn't actually get that sort of mentorship until much later in life. But when I did get it, I recognized it. And I was like, this is so amazing. Like to have somebody to go to and say, I have this challenge or when you went through this, how did you handle it? Or what do you think I should do here? If I had had that, you know, when I was younger, I would have been so grateful, like so, so grateful to not feel like I had to do it on my own. So I'm very, very passionate about, you know, doing that for other women. I love that. And I think, I think mentorship is so important and I'm, I'm happy that you know you said that it definitely has changed. I think nowadays with mentorship, there's a lot more accessibility, especially mm-hmm. for female entrepreneurs being able to connect, which I think is great to see. And do you have any advice if, you know, someone is looking to find a mentor, you know, how do you find that right fit or any advice on sort of, you know, where to go about doing this? Yeah. So I think like what one thing that I just mentioned is very important is that if you you know, admire somebody from afar, first of all, reach out like the least, the worst they can say is no. Right. But who knows, you might have like this amazing relationship that gets kicked off. So definitely reach out, be thoughtful about how you reach out, like make sure you get to know the person, you know, so that they can kind of feel a connection to you, even if it is through the email, but then personally, when you meet them, ask yourself that question, say, would I want to be where they are? You know, like, would I, would I love to be in their shoes? Would I love to see myself in my own way being a leader or a business person like they are? Because if you're not sure if the answer is no, I would say that isn't the right fit and you should, you know, and of course, if you have very specific questions that you want answered, like accounting or something like that, then, you know, that's great. But if you're looking for a true mentor that who can really help lead you, because I do think mentorship it is about passing on information, but information can be found anywhere, right? Like you can find everything you want on the internet. So much of it is like the context in which it's delivered. And I think that's what a mentor can bring. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I definitely agree. And I think that it's, it is so important. And so it's great that there is those resources and ways that people can sort of go towards that. And, you know, we talked about some of the challenges of entrepreneurship, but on the other side, has there been one really big highlight that has really stood out to you, you know, throughout your journey? Oh my gosh. So many, I'm trying to think of one in particular, you know what I have to say, 
with all you are, the most touching thing for me has been, you know, when you create a product, you're excited about it and you have a pour a lot of energy into it. But after a while, it turns into a product, right? Like it turns into, oh, that thing that I sell, right? And what I have really, anytime that I get even a little bit down about things, like maybe sales aren't where they you want them to be or something doesn't work out. It's about that time that I get an email from a customer who says, I gave this to my sister-in-law who just had a baby. She's been having a really hard time. She loves her robe so much. It makes her feel so good. You know, she, it just like lifts her up. She looks good in it. Whenever I get an email like that, that's when I really feel like this is why you're doing it because it isn't just a robe, right? Like there, it isn't just that there's so much more to it or you know, people have given it to friends who have just recently been diagnosed with cancer and have to go through treatment and and now our surgery. And like, I want you to have this robe to wear in the hospital so that you can like feel good while you're going through all of this, you know? And then truly then I do sort of look at it as my robe is like giving all these women hugs. That's how I feel. (laughs) And so that's truly the piece that brings me the most fulfillment. I love that. And yeah, it's always great to sort of hear the impact that, you know, your business or your product is really having. And so it's amazing to, you know, hear those stories and sort of get that feedback on it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, is there sort of one thing that you think has really led to the success of your company? Or maybe if there is someone who is just starting out in their business, sort of what advice would you give to them? The most important thing that I would want to pass on is you have to really believe in what you're doing. You have to really believe in it because through the journey, there are going to be days that are hard. There's going to be, you know, challenges that come up that you don't want to deal with. And there's also going to be days where it has nothing to do with that. It has to just do with how you're feeling, right? And things that you might be going through in your own life, but your business needs your energy and your business needs your love. Like if you don't approach it with that same level of excitement and that same belief, it's going to show in everything you do and it's going to be felt in everything you do. And I think that's like been a huge lesson for me too. And so you have to believe in it from the start and you have to be committed. And even when you feel like, I don't know if I want to do this, you have to find that way to recommit to it. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree. I think that's so important. And that's what's really going to get you through those challenging times. Yes. And because it's not, it's not always the glamorous side that you see of owning a business. And so I think, yeah, that that real true purpose and sort of commitment to the business is what will really sort of carry on. And you know, you definitely have a lot going on in your business right now. And do you want to tell us about any future plans coming up or things we can watch out for? Yeah, absolutely. So I think I mentioned that I'm I'm really focused on transforming the business so that it's not just focused on product, but that it's focused on community and about being all you are. And it's funny that I named it all you are because I now don't have to rename the company because it makes perfect sense. But I have been holding workshops called Rediscover Your Inner Spark. And it's it's all about, you know, women taking that time to like figure out what they really want so that they can begin to create it in their life. I'm also launching a three-month program that starts next month. And the idea is that I'm sort of curating a group of women for us to go on a journey together to sort of identify, you know, what we see as our dreams and then working through the 12 weeks to creating that in our life. And that's where 
I feel really passionate and I am at the only the beginning of that journey in my business. But so it's it's a new thing, but I'm I'm really excited and I do see podcasts and books and the whole thing coming together. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> Amazing. Well, I can't wait to see all of that to come. I think that that's definitely, you know, such a great sort of purpose and initiative to have a part of it. So I'm so excited to see that all come together. And I always like to end off with just a quick rapid fire segment. So if you just want to say the first thing that comes to your mind, I'm nervous. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be nervous. It's supposed to be fun. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So owning your own business means fulfillment. One word to describe your business. Love. If you only had two hours a day to focus on your business, what would you do? Write. I would write my newsletters. Someone you look up to. I have a mentor. Her name is Nancy Trites Bodkin. I very much look up to her. A female-owned business. Sahajan. Skincare. Oh, sorry. A book you'd recommend? Untethered Soul by Michael A. Singer. A lifesaver for your business. So this could be a specific platform. This could be a planner, just something that you couldn't live without. Clavio. (laughs) And the best advice you've ever received? Keep your heart open. Love it. Well, thank you so much for joining me here today. I I loved hearing about your journey. I loved hearing about your business and where can people go to find your business online and learn more about it? So you can find us at allyouare.ca. I am on Instagram, Kena, K-E-N-A underscore all you are. And then of course you can follow all you are at, at where all you are on Instagram. And I also have a Sunday newsletter that I send out every Sunday morning. It's meant to sort of elevate and inspire it. It's like a quick read while you're drinking your coffee or tea. And you can sign up for that on the link in my bio on Instagram. Amazing. Well, thank you so much again, Kana. It was great to have you on and just thank you. I'm so excited for everything that's to come with your business. Thank you, Sarah. It was so great to be here. Thanks so much for tuning in to Made It Happen Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please feel free to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. And thanks again for all your support. I'll see you next week.